Hey guys, this is Pete, just inviting you to check out my ebook novels, Frankenstein Soul's Echo and Frankenstein A Life Beyond. Uh, also, my award winning children's chapter book, Princess Belle and the Dragon's Charm, all on EnceladusLiterary.com. Thanks, now on with the show. Welcome to Hindsight is 2020, a show where we look at anything in this world and arrogantly say how we'd fix it. With your host, Pete. And I can prove it with my usual flawless logic. And Greg. These two idiots. <laughs> and we slowly and mercilessly beat our subject to death. So what are we talking about here? Uh, I give up. Oh, all right. Well, see you later, everybody. <laughs> this was a fine episode. Well, 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 we haven't talked about any leagues lately. Oh, shadows. A League of Shadows? But we are initiated in the Justice League, aren't we, Bruce? <laughs> I will be in the Injustice League. So, Justice you sure League. need it. <laughs> Five years of this silliness, and uh, we have probably talked about <laughs> Superman and, to a lesser extent, Batman more than we have Star Wars. Oh, the Batman, Superman... And quite frankly, Justice League came out a week ago, and it has been talked to death. So we figured, why not talk about Justice League? You know, well, we can we can talk some about this. I I've got questions for you, being the non-comic book person out of the two of us, that you're better versed to kind of talk to me about because yeah obviously we're going to have things to say about the film itself but like you said there's been a lot of talk about that um on a lot of podcasts so um i i guess there's there's other directions i'm kind of interested in talking about with this as well so well bring it on toss that out there because apollo 13 says the clock is running so (laughs) (laughs) what do you what, what do you what do you what do you got? We saw it together. We saw it together we a week over a week ago. All right. Well, I I guess let's just do quick quick shots, quick hits here about the movie itself. So, you were I I think generally between the two of us a little bit more excited and invested in this. Would that be fair to say? Cautiously anticipatory. Okay, we'll, we'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where did you kind of fall um, with this overall then? By the time it came to actually watching the movie, I had reached some seminal point of no return where I realized I don't think this movie's going to be very good because of what (laughs) we've gotten for the last four years from Warner Brothers, DC, Zack Snyder. What we've gotten has just steadily been the law of diminishing returns. So I went in completely almost like a blank slate. I I watched the main trailers and then I decided, all right, I'm going to watch the clips and I'm going to go radio silent on anyone's reviews or anything like that. And I'd heard just accidentally saw some tweets of it's a mixed bag, but it's fun. And so I thought, all right, I'm just going to go and, The problem is is that this movie has so much baggage surrounding it that, yes, every episode of every podcast and YouTube channel 
over the past week has been about Justice League because it has so much ingrained in the pop culture that it has, and and the story of the making of it is a story in and of itself. But <laughs> it's the the movie itself is a bit of a mess. <laughs> okay, but it's enjoyable, and it has certain moments that are kind of like that little. It's kind of the the Smallville analogy to go back to an episode we talked about a long time ago. Uh, yeah, it's been where a while. you have ten seasons of a show that had to do twenty two episodes a year, and out of those ten seasons, about three or four times a season of Smallville. There'd be one little Superman touch, one little mythological hint, one thing to the comics, something that the fans would go, oh, my God, yay, yay, that just tickled my spleen. That's fantastic. And then the rest of it just kind of goes. This movie is kind of a two-hour version of that where you're kind of like, well, there's a scene. Yep, that happened. (laughs) Oh, oh, that happened. Oh, look at that. That's so cool. And, well, there's another scene. That happened. All right. And I I guess I'll leave it saying this movie, even for the casual, non-podcast listening, non-YouTube watching, just going to a movie, hey, I've heard of the Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman characters from my childhood, even they could go in and see the seams on this movie, on this construction. Even a lay person could see the seams because it just was not... I hate to say this because it's a movie that has been planned forever and worked on for two years, and yet it still seems unfinished. Hmm. Okay. But, eh, I, I give it a a grade of meh, meh. <laughs> <laughs> it had enough to put it on the positive side of the ledger if we were going to do a positive negative, which we don't. Mm-hmm. But it 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 just it shows too much construction i guess it's just it's it's all the nail rivets were never painted over yep those cgi nail rivets <laughs> definitely stand out not even just the cgi <laughs> just the, the quote-unquote the story you know the yes i'd, I'd agree with that i that's, mean just the whole fair. thing for somebody who doesn't know somehow is listening to this is Zack snyder made man of steel it got yep. middling reviews. Zack Snyder made Batman v Superman. Warner Brothers intervened and had to cut it down. The theatrical lease was a complete disorganized mess and got lambasted. The longer director's cut wasn't a great movie, but it was at least cohesive in a storytelling manner. <laughs> but by the time that movie came out and the critic response... The train had already was already way out of the station. Yeah, throwing Lane. a new paint job on it at that point wasn't going to help. Yeah, and then to add insult to injury, you know, you get into last winter, and apparently the word was there was an unwatchable cut of Justice League from Zack Snyder, and then he worked on it a little bit longer, and then it came out in the spring that Joss Whedon had been working on some of the writing and trying to punch things up, and he did the Avengers movies, was super successful with that. And then it came out that Zack Snyder was going to leave the production and Joss Whedon was going to finish it because Zack Snyder had a horrible 
family situation where his daughter committed suicide and he couldn't work through it. So he obviously had to back off. And so they left it up to Whedon. And what we see in the finished product is a patchwork <laughs> that took, you know, the last couple of months. And it's almost like they really should have just said, you know what, we're not putting this out in November. We're going to put this out in March and we're going to own March and we're going to have something cohesive, I, I think. Mm. Well, um, I'd agree with a lot of kind of your general assessments about the movie. I didn't really have any dog in this fight going into it. I just kind of went in and said, well, let's just see what they got. Um, again, I think it's it's perfectly watchable as just kind of general popcorn entertainment. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a whole lot that I'm going to kind of take away from watching the movie, um, which, you know, sometimes if you're just looking for general entertainment, that's that's fine. Um, <clears throat> I think my biggest overall problem and, you know, you can pin this on whatever aspect of criticism that you want and everything is nothing felt earned in here. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that was a thought I had today because we're recording this on Monday the 27th <clears throat> to crystallize ourselves into a time capsule now. Hey. <laughs> and to just today, the internet kind of got aflame with, and I mean, this is coming off a of Thanksgiving holiday weekend, so I did some work, but quite honestly, <laughs> in, in my line of work, uh, I have too many people like me who are kind of like, eh, it's the Monday after a holiday weekend. Oh, I'll come back to you tomorrow. So it was a lot of time just kind of scrolling through Twitter, scrolling through Instagram. And today they released the Vanity Fair uh, multiple covers for Avengers Infinity War, which is the big finale team up of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's been the first official pictures of all of these people together. And, uh, you know, just. Iron Man and Captain America and, and Ant-Man and the Wasp and just it just endless. And then they were releasing like, here's the 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 women of the Marvel Universe. And it's just like all of these famous actresses who play all these characters in one picture. And you're like, geez, that's just built up. And also, to a lesser degree, you've got Warner Brothers themselves already doing it because tonight is the CW Arrowverse Flash Supergirl Legends of Tomorrow crossover event that they do every year where, and so there are pictures of that online of these characters that get together and you realize what the DC cinematic universe is up against is of their own fault in feeling like, starting in 2013, that they had to play catch-up to some mythical thing, some trophy out there of, well, they're doing this, we got to do that. And it is completely sacrificed what Marvel does on the big screen and what you know, even the DC, Warner Brothers, CW shows have done. I was going to say, they seem to do fine on TV. <laughs> it's because they build the characters that you care about. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and Warner Brothers is just feeling, I just feel like Warner Brothers decided everyone knows what the shield is of Superman, the Batman logo, and now everybody knows who Wonder Woman is, and then to a lesser extent, Flash, Aquaman, and, and Cyborg. Let's just put them on screen fighting creatures and 
you'll love it. And no, establish who these fucking characters are first. Make us give a shit about them in their these incarnations. Then we'll go with you. No one knew who the hell Iron Man was in 2007. Nope. <laughs> and hardly anybody really knew who Captain America was. And nobody really knew who the hell Thor was in, in 2008. And now in 2017, an image on Vanity Fair's cover of just all these random characters together, and you instantly, if you've seen all the Marvel movies, you instantly have this, oh, I wonder how that character's going to interconnect with this character. And I wonder how... Ooh, I wonder what that character's going to be like when they're on screen with this guy. And all we've seen is a still image. And yet, Justice League comes out. Should be the biggest thing in the world. It's got the most famous characters in pop culture, almost. In history, 75 years. And they, it should be, like, the biggest thing ever. And yet, it's just... Well, that was entertaining to a fault, I guess. <laughs> we have to get together because of a huge threat. Is there a huge threat beyond the CGI menace of Steppenwolf? No, not really. <laughs> no. Not one we're going to address right now. Oh, okay. But, um, that's, but there you go. Is It looks like it was addressed by Zack Snyder. It very well could have been. <laughs> and yet Warner Brothers freaked out and just said, no, we have to just have, it has to be two hours. That's it. So... That right, I mean, if you just isolate it down to, I mean, we love to hindsight things, obviously, but uh -huh. <laughs> if you just isolate it, because we can't, if we don't go back, because, I mean, you could just start unraveling the threads and the ball would just fall apart like the ball hitting the natural. It would just become this jumbly goo of yarn by the time we got to the outfield <laughs> and we stretched back to Man of Steel. But if we just did this movie, I think it all stems from Warner Brothers saying this has to be a two-hour movie, period, no matter what. And right there, those constraints tell me, great. So I guess we just have to cut this scene without giving Aquaman anything further so that when Aquaman's fighting later on, you have some sort of emotional connection to him. All right, well, whatever. I, I, I got to admit, I, I was stunned when... Um, I don't remember if you told me or I just like heard it on one of these different things. I've been kind of poking around on the Internet since we saw this, um, that they were going to be doing an Aquaman movie next because the tonal shifts, especially with like his character in this movie. I'm like, I have no idea what this guy's <laughs> deal is. Um, one moment he's like. I'm badass and I'm downing entire bottles of whiskey or whatever. And yeah, you guys can screw your team. And the next minute he's like, wow, I really love you guys. You're the best bros. <laughs> and it's just like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> well, see, that um, was probably one of the best spoilers for the damn movie. You have to see the movie before we talk about it. This is that depth. So spoilers for justice league is that actually is one of the better scenes though. Is you see, you're calling out a joke scene where he's sitting on Wonder Woman's lasso and right, right, truth. right. But and I mean, they, bro, they did that. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it, it was all just truncated with the eye from somebody higher up, seeing it and saying, are you at two hours yet? No, we're two hours and four. We'll cut these four minutes of Aquaman because I can see the dailies coming out of the Aquaman movie. We just shot We'll cover it then next year. People will worry about it then. <laughs> we don't care. Just make him bro man. Yo, man. <laughs> yeah, so, that's so what I man. mean. I'm just kind of like, what is this guy's deal? 
and and, and you can see it just there. Those it's shifts. almost there. Yeah, it's like it, you could see there was probably three more minutes under in the under uh, in in Atlanta with uh, with Mara. There's probably like two minutes more of dialogue that would have just given us something into this character to make us care at all about him at the end. That they well, decided, and then the, nah, try, drop it. We got the movie coming out next year. It's fine. Yeah, the cyborg character. I don't know. You know, hardly diddly squat about him. But uh, again, it's kind of like, well, you made him so incredibly one note. I just kept sitting there and thinking, wow, you know what happened to this guy when he lost his body? He lost his entire personality because <laughs> he was just so burr. And again, I was like shocked when I heard, yeah, we, we want to do a standalone cyborg movie. I'm like, I can't even imagine sitting through that. There's just not hardly anything to play off of with this character, at least as I'm seeing him um, with this version. So yeah, I was just like, uh, I, I'm sure that there's many interesting stories involving him. I'm just not getting much off of this, though. Well, then maybe that is the ultimate hindsight to this entire thing. <laughs> they felt we have to catch up to Marvel. And that sped up from Man of Steel 2 to... No, 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 just throw Batman in there. Uh, while you're at it, just throw Wonder Woman in there. Uh, let's get some video shots of these other three for no reason. Uh, just, <laughs> just put Doomsday in there. How about the death of Superman? Yeah, sure. Wait, what? <laughs> and it was all to catch up. And plus that that public relations thing of, well, we we, we got to catch up. But we can't look like we're copying them. So instead of doing individual movies leading up to a team-up movie... Let's just team them up first, then split them off. That'll work out great. And now we're seeing positively that's not working out great because <laughs> you have a team up movie of a team that no one gives a shit about. Well, and here's my question for you. One of my questions for you is more of the grounded in the comics and everything. Okay. Now, you can check me on this at any point because I'm just giving general impressions, both for Marvel and for DC. My impression for Marvel is that, you know, it's like, all right, well, we've got decades worth of storylines that we can pull off of. And they kind of crib and, you know, finesse a couple of things and they kind of use those storylines as a basis for a lot of the movies and what happens with the characters. Is that fair? Basically, yeah. I mean, it looks like they just go back through. I, I, I wasn't much Marvel. I was more DC, which I've said okay. a thousand times, but sure. mainly they've just gone back through and said, well, we're going to use this as a jumping off point and we're right. going to copy it identically. Yeah. And I, I feel like Nolan kind of did the same thing with yes. his Batman movies. Yeah. Okay, these newer DC movies, I feel like they just kind of have thrown that line of thinking out the window. And it's like, all right, well, yeah, there's all this history and there's all these storylines that we could do, but eh, I don't know. We'll kind of make a little reference here and we'll make a little reference there, but they don't seem to really be trying to cohesively... I don't know, readapt or reimagine or integrate these things in smoothly? Well, it seems like that Marvel had... Just imagine you're making sandwiches. Okay. So Marvel had 
uh, you know, pieces of bread here, which is the, the, the encompassing the film. And they said, mm-hmm. well, we've got this uh, fine piece of salami here. And, well, there's this nice uh, fine ham over here. And, well, there's different sprinklings here. You know, we can put those together and they make a pretty good sandwich. Whereas DC and Zack Snyder said, oh, man, look at this really cool piece of salmon. Can we put that on the bread? Yes. And what else we got? Um, some pepperoni. All right, we'll put it on top. Awesome. Awesome. What else we got? Uh, uh, chicken goes with everything. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so we can have a chicken, salmon, pepperoni sandwich. And let's just mash it together and, and hope that people like it and see what happens. And that's basically what happens starting with uh, Batman v Superman, because Man of Steel was an original story. It they were I mean, just put yourself back 2011, 2012, you're in the middle of Nolan time. Mm-hmm. And so David Goyer tells Chris Nolan, I have an I Superman story. It's a first contact story. Let's do it. And Warner Brothers says cool. And let's make it as much like Batman Begins as possible, because that's what people like. And that movie's not the Dark Knight. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Superman's not the Dark Knight. Nope. And yet they tried to do that, but they did pull things in there from uh, there was a run in the, the 80s for Superman where they had a lot of like the birthright stuff of, you know, you, you're the, the last Kryptonian and you, you can carry on the race and that kind of stuff. And there's different stories with General Zod over the years and they pulled different things in here and there. But overall, it was its original story. And then by the time you get to Batman v Superman, it was, well, we love The Dark Knight Returns because that's great. Okay, great. (laughs) But that's not the story you should be telling right now. Well, I don't care. Let's cast a 40-plus-year-old actor to play Batman starting off in this new universe. Uh, Why? Because it'll be like The Dark Knight Returns. No. No, won't at all. Because <laughs> Dark Knight Returns is like after 30 years of Batman and Superman working together and way after the Justice League, they they have an argument. And we they have an established Superman character who's kind of become a stooge for the, for the government. Here, you just have, I'm Batman. I've been around forever. I hate this fucking alien. <laughs> Why? Just because. Let's fight. And that's really, I mean, that was it. <laughs> that was it. Let's just yeah, throw that together. Much. And let's mash a whole bunch of other stuff together for no real reason. And th- they just, and they let him do it and got smacked in because it's a, oh my God, we can put Batman and Superman together, do whatever it takes to get that to happen. And we saw what happened and it didn't work. <laughs> And so it's the old, just because you can do something, maybe you shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, it really should have been a, a, a solid Superman story to start. And I've gone back and in my own mind and said that Man of Steel, I, you can watch it now and divorcing myself from a lot of the expectations that I had. I think that's what kind of ruined that movie for me more than anything. It's it's still not a great movie, but I can appreciate it for what it was mm-hmm. as I go back at it and realize, okay, I got to take my own expectations for this character and just watch it as a film. It's okay. It has its weak points, but it's still all right. But once you have the, the higher up saying, let's just jam everything in and let's just 
hurry up and team up because we got to catch up. They lost the thread and it, and it's that TV thread. It's that TV storytelling, that serialized storytelling Marvel has down of get invested in these characters, tell their stories. And then eventually, you know, what are we on phase four of Marvel? That's basically four. They're basically treating like four seasons of TV. You That's had the first event. The first Avengers movie was the season one finale, and then the second Avengers movie was the season two finale, and the uh, Captain America: Civil War was the season three finale. And now the grand, you know, series finale will be Infinity War, and then they'll spin it off off of Happy Days into Mork and Mindy, and they'll have a new <laughs> show. We've got all new people, folks. Oh, that's a good way of looking at it. I like that comparison to it being like um, seasons of TV. That's that's really neat. Um, yeah, but uh, another thing that just, I guess, kind of, again, as more of the casual fan, just kind of drives me nuts all the time uh, with these DC movies is they they never seem to have faith in their product and what they're doing. Or they... I mean, even with Wonder Woman, which turned out to be their biggest hit, I mean, you were still hearing these stories. Oh, it's going to be a disaster. And oh, my gosh, maybe we should change this. And all this back and forth and back and forth. It's like, guys, just tell a story. Really? Is that simple, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just don't get how just film after film that seems to be kind of the running mantra with this property and you can just you can see uh it pains me so much when i'm watching something i think i said this on our smallville episode where there were so many times that while i was watching smallville i didn't have to hindsight anything i was existing sight 2020 <laughs> like while watching an episode i'd be like no do this no no like i instantly had a rewrite in my head watching it and i felt that way watching justice league the first time mm -hmm. and it's not good sign when <laughs> while watching for the first time i'm not i, I mean i again it was enjoyable to a point had moments it you know touched a lot of little buttons sure. here and there yeah but it was superficial enjoyment. It was nothing invested. But while I was watching it, I just was like, no, just a little bit further, you know, a, a little bit more back and forth between Bruce and Aquaman, uh, Bruce, Bruce and Arthur Curry at the beginning, just something a little bit more back and forth that creates maybe a loggerheads between the two where they don't instantly get along or, just a little bit more of Aquaman in Atlantis when he's talking to Mara about how, because as, as I understand it, the story they're going with with Aquaman is the only real thing I know about his character outside of the jokes he is in pop culture is <laughs> that he was born of the queen of Atlantis and a mortal man. And mm -hmm. he was a man of two worlds and he was not really welcome in either basically. And so he was always straddling the two and he had been banned from Atlantis for something. I don't remember. All he had to do was when he swam down to Atlantis, maybe he couldn't get in. Maybe there's some sort of magical block that he couldn't get in to help fight Steppenwolf during that scene when he was going after the mother box down there. 
And then Mara spots him and comes out and tells him, you're not welcome here anymore. Or what? Just something that was to, to give us some sort of sense of feeling for, okay, he can be all brosif all he wants and surfer dude Jason Momoa, but if you provide some semblance of a, oh, well, he's actually maybe hiding his true feeling that he's not really welcomed anywhere. And that way, when he is part of the group later, you can see why he's really enjoying it. He's got a, a group that's welcoming him. And, that would make sense. <laughs> and yet they just didn't go there. And I'm like, I'm, it's right there. Just do <laughs> it. Oh, my God. Yeah, the other problem that um, you kind of run into with these, and this was something that I definitely noticed with this particular movie, is some of the weird retconning that they try to, like, just shove in here and there because, again, of that... I don't know, faith in their story or faith in their product, however you want to label it. But I mean, it's just like, all right. So we basically spent the entire last movie with these characters, with the whole world kind of going back and forth and questioning the role of Superman and everything. And in this movie, it was like, no, nobody ever had a problem with the guy. We're all just very sad that he's gone. And I'm going, no, wait, you spent a lot of time <laughs> driving this point home all through the last movie. <laughs> you had congressional hearings about yeah. this. Crying out loud. There was all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on. Now it was just kind of like, oh, no, he died. Now we're all just very sad. What? <laughs> I mean, at the very least, you could have inserted a scene showing a special election to replace all those senators <laughs> who died in the explosion. <laughs> it's, it's something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the problem with the the writing of Batman v Superman was it was said not shown. Yep, there's where it was said. Point. No, we we love Superman. We we and here's the two scenes that we put in here to show that no, look, these people who are drowning on their rooftops, they they they, they love him. He's our savior. But most of the rest of the time, you're right. Was we hate this freaking prick <laughs> what an ass came in here we didn't want him and now he blew up our you know he destroyed every building in metropolis just to fight his own little family battles what a what a jerk and that's all we were shown yeah so yes <laughs> and so to start this movie with mustachioed cavill <laughs> going oh i'm the hero everybody loves and everybody yeah he's great we need him back that's not what you set up Right. Know. We we do. <laughs> <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> um, and then, like, the further we go with a couple of these characters, I, I swear they're just getting dumber. Like the Lois Lane character, um, just each movie seems to get progressively worse <laughs> <laughs> somehow or not as bright or whatever. I mean, when basically you're oh, I'm just going to jump out of the car in front of all these people and yell, Clark! <laughs> There's Clark police Kent. there! <laughs> Clark Kent of Kansas! Yes, that Clark Kent of Kansas! The one who's been missing for three months. <laughs> I guess you can fly now! <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as Superman! And you bear Ooh. a striking resemblance to a certain <laughs> dead superhero. That's amazing! <laughs> Yeah, the 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 minor squibbles right there. Oh my God, the walking in front of the people in Iceland who had just proven a minute earlier that they did some of them understand English. 
Uh-huh. And, and to have Aquaman being like, so you dress up like a bat, huh? And fight crime in Gotham City. <laughs> All right, you're crazy, Bruce Wayne, also known as Batman. I'm going to go in the sea now. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no. <laughs> or at the very beginning when he's on the rooftop in front of that criminal. And he's yeah. just talking his head and he says, Alfred, what do you think? Wouldn't that criminal go home and Google? Wait a minute. Al- he, that guy said Alfred. What Alfred? Hey, Alfred's Bruce Wayne's butler. Hey, I think he is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> uh, somebody on something that I listened to or watched or whatever they were pointing out too. Um, you know, it's like uh, Bruce Wayne still would have hauled off that guy to jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they would have had their moment. They would have had their little conversation and everything. It's just kind of like, well, you know, you're still a criminal. So, um, yeah, we're we're still going off to jail. I mean, last movie, he's like whacking guys, <laughs> you know, Murder. and now it's just kind of like, well, uh, my job's done here. And he leaves. <laughs> Wait, huh? <laughs> Goes from murder fleck to absent minded crime fighter. <laughs> yeah. I oh, I forgot <laughs> that guy on the roof. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure he turned himself in. Poor little fella. <laughs> <laughs> Just the old tuckered out. Uh, yeah, uh, so s- stuff like that. Again, just as a casual fan of the property and of these movies, I'm just kind of going, scratching my head and going, all right, well, which is it, guys? Well, one thing that I would hindsight in the story that, again, I think was probably there in Zack Snyder's, it had to have been. Had to mm-hmm. have been. If for no other reason than. The only, if you want to call it, scene in BBS Mm -hmm. with Cyborg, where Cyberdyne Systems 101 inventor uh, tries to reinvent Skynet in the form of Cyborg. Right. And he's got the mother box, and the mother box magically floats over to the dead Victor Stone on the wall and merges it, and he screams, and then the video cuts off. Okay, so if the mother box went over and merged... I think Zach had it in his mind. All right, well, all of that machinery that's on Victor Stone is mm-hmm. the human mother box. So why would there be another mother box for Steppenwolf to steal? That should be Victor Stone slash Cyborg. He should be the human mother box. So that... You know, that would have made it more interesting and raised the stakes. Yeah, so in the ending fight, Steppenwolf can be like, oh, you smell it. Wait a minute. Hey, you are a mother box. And then suddenly Victor Stone turns on the Justice League. And maybe that, you know, it's this big cascading domino of bringing Superman back to life and having him slightly messed up. He should have been more messed up. Oh, and, yeah. And fighting <laughs> Along, not even alongside Steppenwolf. It should have been a three-way. Steppenwolf's fighting these guys. Now Superman's fighting these guys. And he's fighting Steppenwolf. And then suddenly Victor is realizing, wait a minute. I can't control it. I can't control it. Can't control what? I think I'm a mother box. And then he starts fighting against the Justice League. And so all of a sudden you got Batman, Wonder Woman, the Flash, and Aquaman hunkered down somewhere, you know, a la Ghostbusters, going out like this, killed by a hundred foot marshmallow man, <laughs> and suddenly well, you, Batman you has come up with some idea like, "I got a plan. It involves Lois Lane. She's the key." And then that's where that scene from BBS can come in. He can just tell Flash, you know, Barry, I know you can run in time. 
go tell me about Lois Lane (laughs) or something stupid. But anything to raise the stakes, raise the drama. Well, and that would have given everybody something to do. I mean, again, another criticism of this film is by the end of it, all they really need is Superman. The rest (laughs) of them are just kind of like, well team and you go do the work <laughs> yeah that was a, an awesome meme i saw today on instagram where it was a a picture of the full six justice league members a poster and it said justice league 100 percent complete and then below it it's just a picture of superman and said justice league 99.1 percent complete <laughs> it's like, well yeah it really is i mean for crying out loud it's jerry seinfeld's bit for crying out loud he's superman what do you need the flash for <laughs> well the whole afterthought of the wonder woman character in this movie too it's just kind of like yeah i don't know after the events in my movie i just kind of sat around and i was very sad for a long time and i haven't done anything for decades it's like wait what huh <laughs> what <laughs> no 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 you're no. supposed to be involved you're you um you care about people don't you diana right so it's just like so all this time you've just been doing what <laughs> in an extreme violation of the character that we have established for you <laughs> and also minor quibble if you're gonna set this thing in Russia and some sort of nuclear reactor or something like that. Could you not have had it set near a body of water so that maybe Aquaman could have something more to do than just running around throwing his pitchfork around? Just in something water based. I know he we'll came take into a big the big river. <laughs> he came Anything. into the he came into the tunnel and stopped that water flow and that was fine. Yes. That's he, true. He worked, but just That's all you need to do. I mean, just something for each of these characters to do. I mean, he was so good at putting that together in Avengers so that Iron Man specialty was coordinating and flying around and and that. And Captain America was kind of the, the general who led the battlefield, but he was so super strong. And, um... Hawkeye and Widow were on the ground and just trying to shoot them. Yeah, they were they were kind of the foot soldiers, so to speak. And and Thor and Hulk were the muscle who were out there beating hell. But then they had their own little interplay that people remember, and it, it took all of about ten seconds of film, but people remember that that they had their mm-hmm. interplay. Yeah, he was so masterful at doing that, and yet the end of this justice league is just a big old well there's a big creature we got to fight somehow let's do it okay oh they so need to stop being like all right well here's a weird colored sky some funky <laughs> lights and smoke and some cgi menace that they must now fight yeah, and they said the word dark side was said once and you know that they were like, well, we're going to do part one. We're going to do part two. Part one, Steppenwolf. He is what he was in the comics, kind of the the leading calling siren for Darkseid. So he's going to be there to kind of prep the world, and then Darkseid will show up. And instead, they're like, nope, we're only doing one. We're cutting it down to two hours. Steppenwolf's the bad guy. Okay. But is he? I guess. <laughs> well, where'd he go? Well... We don't have an, we don't have two hours and ten seconds to say, oh, he must have gone to apocalypse. Darkseid called him back. I'm sure we'll see him again. 
nope, got to cut that out. <laughs> it's, it was just a big, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, something, anything. I mean, we we did, this could have been like the end, as far as I know, not the beginning of the Justice League, because it wrapped up and it's just kind of like, well, I guess everything's fine. <laughs> well, I guess we'll hang out and have more parties later, guys, when other fights come <laughs> up. And why don't we go to Bruce's house? He's going to set a party table up for us for some reason, because you know what we need is a table to sit around and talk <laughs> at. Wait a minute. We've got a table, people. <laughs> we are set. Wait a minute. All right. The idea is cool and all, but you need a table and you need to shoot a scene. Okay, so you can't give me more characterization of Barry Allen. You can't give me more characterization of Arthur Curry. But you can shoot a scene with Bruce, Alfred, and Wonder Woman walking into his old burnout manor and saying, I think we need a table here. <laughs> seat six maybe more maybe more cut that shit and, just, <laughs> and show like uh again they did it in the avengers it was just an ending montage showing where everybody ended up and you show tony and pepper Potts going over blueprints of how he's going to change his stark tower to the avengers tower and that's it just I'd do be that. fine if they would have gone and eaten shawarma at the end of this thing, <laughs> yeah. you know, something. But, I mean, just in a montage, just have Bruce and Alfred, uh, you know, with blueprints, putting the, uh, you know, the, the manor back together. And he re he reveals on the blueprints the, the JL symbol, the shield from the old 60s Justice League of America shield. And, and it's like, oh, this is going to go on the table. Yeah, that's cool. But that's it. You uh. could have had a short scene before he went out on that first patrol when we like rejoined him and everything. Cause we kind of ended, I think uh, the, in the back half of the Batman Superman movie, weren't they uh, at the old Wayne Manor and everything towards the end of that movie with him talking about it and kind of looking around or commenting about it in some way. Yeah, and again, my mind gets scattered because it's been so long since I've seen the theatrical cut. I know that there's some differences in the longer extended version where before he makes the decision to go try and take on Superman, he and Alfred are standing in the uh, the the old burnout husk of Wayne Manor having yeah. a, a scene about something. Yeah, I mean, you could have you could have picked up with him kind of again you know, waxing philosophical and just being like, I can't keep doing this or, you know, this is going to kill me sooner or later. Or just, you know, Alfred saying something to him about that. And that's part of the reason for pushing for the team. And, um, you know, uh, you can build that up more over the course of the movie and why it's so important and essential to him that, um, he feels that the world is going to be protected even if he isn't able to continue doing what he's doing and everything like that. And then something like that scene would have made a little bit more sense. Or how about this? And we're, we're, we're moving on here because we're, we're, we've been doing this for a while. But how about opening Justice League this way? Mm. And again, this could be considered stealing from Marvel. But you know what? Screw screw that. Because Marvel, <laughs> Thanos is a dark side copy. And so... Well, I was going to say, both of these companies have stolen from each other numerous times, as far as I know, yeah, over I, the years. So. Iron Man's basically Bruce Wayne 
I mean, they've stolen everything from DC because DC was first. So own it. You start the movie on the planet Apocalypse, where you have, and you don't have to show them, Darkseid talking to Steppenwolf, a la the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy when Thanos is talking to Ronan. Um, it's kind of, hang on. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh. I didn't have my cough switch for a sneeze. All right, cool. Uh, bless you. I'm I'm leaving that in. Okay, great. I'm sure <laughs> everyone will appreciate that. <laughs> it's just too dramatic. So you open this thing on Apocalypse. You can show Darkseid or not, and he just says, "Look, um, I I just got I just got a signal. The Kryptonian is dead. I want that planet because his whole thing is he wants to just continue to gobble up planets. That's Basically, it is until he spreads his dark side all over the world or all over the galaxy or the universe or whatever. And then you just show him creating the boom tube, which is those crazy tunnels that Steppenwolf travels through. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on with those. Exactly. All, what is that? A, a um, maybe minute scene, maybe 45 second scene you do on green screen where you see that Steppenwolf is Darkseid's lieutenant. He's not the main big baddie. And just send him off and say, they don't... And the line from one of the trailers, that's where it should have been. I bet you they probably did it, where he said, no more Kryptonian on this planet. No, it's not protected by lanterns. It's ours to take. Great, so show that. And then show Bruce Wayne in the Batcave. It can be a... Shit, it can be a callback to the 89 Keaton Batman where the first time you ever saw Keaton uh, as Bruce Wayne was when he was in the Batcave, or no, it was after it was during the party when he went into the Batcave and he was watching the TV monitors or whatever of Knox and Vicky Vale. Just show him from behind looking at his monitors and he sees, and you can just put up on screen just little Easter eggs of there's all the, the guys that he's been trying to track down. There's Aquaman, there's Barry Allen, there's Victor Stone. That can be a tie-in to the little... Uh, you never saw Suicide Squad, did you? No, I, I skipped that one. <laughs> well, there's an Easter egg, quote-unquote Easter egg scene. There's a and a mid-credit scene where he's meeting with Amanda Waller, Bruce Wayne is, and mm-hmm. she's got a little binder full of all of her metahumans, and he opens it up, and she gives it to Bruce Wayne for whatever reason. And, you know, there's pictures of Barry Allen and Arthur Curry in there. So have in the Batcave, on screens, them, plus parademons that he's been tracking that, you know, maybe are mentioned in Lex Luthor's novel or uh, uh, journals that they mention later on in the movie. And all of a sudden it goes ding, 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 ding. And he's like, I've, I've got one. So he goes and he suits up. What would be cooler for an audience to start off a Justice League movie than to see Batman suiting up in the Batcave? I mean, oh, there you go. And then <laughs> That'd he be and, a great way to start it. And then he tears out and then goes after the crook on the rooftop or whatever to get the Parademon and then go from there. But that's how I would have wanted to start this after seeing it. Give a more description of Darkseid and Steppenwolf. Even if everything else is the same, just that bit of an intro right there makes it more effective when he's defeated instead of, oh, well, that was easy. Instead, it's more along the lines of, 
okay, well, he was beaten, but we saw that bigger bad at the beginning, so we're probably pretty sure this is not the end. No, I I agree. That would definitely be a better, cleaner way of setting things up and uh, clarifying some stuff. Because, like I said, there were definitely some things where I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, and for two movies in a row now, uh, at least in the Snyder world, to have a whole bunch of scenes for average audiences watching to just go, huh? What? <laughs> it's just... <laughs> That's not a good thing to have in a movie theater for a big budget movie is to have people scratching their heads and even people who kind of follow it in depthly or know comic book history or whatever. There's even stuff in there where you're just like, huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> and so that's not a good thing. And it just starts from the top. You cannot mandate. Look, keep it as close to two hours as possible, not this has to be two hours because you're just, you're going to lose all the little odds and ends that flesh out each scene. Instead of just a collection of shit, it it's moral. It could be, well, this happens and therefore this happens, but this happens now. Therefore this happens instead. It's the old classic, uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, and then script is what this movie was. <laughs> and then this happens. And then this happens. And then Wonder Woman saves these people. And then there's a bank robbery for some reason. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot all about that. Yeah, a little cause and effect would be grand in the storytelling. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, the, 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 the Wonder Woman scene where she saves the people in the bank or whatever, it's like, well, that's cool, but... So, <laughs> are these Dark Side's minions, and they're enthralled by Dark Side, and they're going to try and spread some of the Dark Side around the world? No, they just want to blow up the bank and some. Some they're going to blow up some dynamite for some reason. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Wonder Woman. Uh, now DC has all these. Oh God, what like nineteen movies planned or something? Who knows? At this point right now, they have Aquaman in the can so right. next year. I They will definitely do a follow-up to Wonder Woman. Yes, they have that set for the end of 2019. They already have that plan for Wonder Woman 2. And then they're in the middle of pre-production on Shazam, and Zachary Levi was cast as Shazam. <laughs> and for years and years now, since Man of Steel... The Rock is supposed to be Black Adam, who's the bad guy to Shazam. Okay. Um, what's the other one? And then there's just a oh, whole bunch of, of... Batgirl. I mean, it's just all over the place. Green Lantern stuff, Cyborg, uh, the Flash movie, um, a standalone Batman, a follow-up to Man of Steel, another Justice League, Suicide Squad 2... Yeah, Deathstroke, Joker, Tails, Joker and Harley Quinn. I mean, Deadshot. I, they've just got, you know, stuff, like I said, planned out to kingdom come here. And it's not even um, planned. That's really the only things they have is Shazam is in pre-production and Aquaman's in the can. That's really the main things they have. And Wonder Woman 2 will be coming out in two years. Well, well go on. No, I'm just like... Everything else is, it might as well just be ether. It's just kind of like, well, Joss Whedon's going to work on Batgirl. 
uh-huh. Matt Reeves has got a Batman trilogy. Uh, all right, sure. Man of Steel 2 might happen with Matthew Vaughn. Right. <laughs> it could. Uh, I The feeling that I keep kind of have welling up in the back of my head when I when I think about what's happened so far with these movies and some of what's floating around out there is possibilities or plans, whichever way you want to look at it and everything is okay. So a couple of these movies, yeah, they're definitely going to happen, but we saw what happened when Sony decided they wanted to try to build their Spider-Man universe and, they were like, oh, we've got all these grand plans for where this will be going. And, um, you know, after, what, three movies, it kind of fell totally apart. Two. Or after two. two. Yeah, two movies. And the second yeah. it, the second movie's subtitle should have just been, Buck Futter! Because <laughs> it just turned into a mess. Great. And, and I, I'm kind of wondering, it's like, all right, well... You know, DC fans are are there. You got a built-in audience. You got people who are hungry to see these characters and stories done right and everything like that. At what point do we run back into another Sony Spider-Man universe situation where people just say, I've had enough? Or at some point, they need to take a cue from their own television universe where the CW has taken the cue from the comic books that DC themselves have been doing for 70 years, where Marvel does not have this. DC Mm -hmm. does. Marvel is all, hey, Iron Man's on that coast, and Spider-Man's here, and together they will join up every once in a while. DC has multiverse. Right. They and and the CW embraces that, partially because of necessity, and then they're really using it to their advantage. In that, uh, Supergirl started out its first season on CBS. Now CW is a combination of CBS and Warner Brothers, but you know they weren't really tied together. And then the Flash and Arrow were on CW. Well, during the first season of Supergirl on CBS, they decided, well, it's the same production companies. Can we figure out how to bring the Flash in here? I got it. Uh, they're on different Earths. And so they figure out a way to breach across different dimensions into the multiverse. And, oh, hey, there's another another Earth, and that's where Supergirl is. So every year, like right now, they have the crossover. How do they do that? Well, they're on different Earths. So they're not going to live with each other, and you won't have that problem where that if if there is a, a problem with the Marvel movies that some people have, it's look if this problem's so bad in Ant Man, can he just call Iron Man to come and help? That I mean that's part of the problem. But what you can do and what they do on the TV side is well. If there's something really major that happens, then we're going to use all this energy to try and cross dimensions to go to this other Earth because we're going to have to find Supergirl because she's going to have to help us. But she can't stay here because this isn't where she belongs. Mm -hmm. That's what the movie side has to do. If not just multiverse, they have to do a... 
I, I guess what I'm saying is, is they need to back off the serialized storytelling. They have the ability to just do, here's a story about Batman. Here's a story about Superman. Here's a story about Shazam. And then we ultimately maybe find out, oh, well, Shazam doesn't exist on the same earth as Batman and Superman. And Batman's doing stuff that, why the fuck would Superman bother? He's got his own things he's got to do. And so you don't have to worry about, well, we got to build up and have our team movie. No, just they can do this kind of amazing stories thing, the old Spielberg show or the Twilight mm-hmm. Zone. Yeah. Here's a story that has Superman in it. Here's a story that has Wonder Woman in it. And maybe they can make nods that some people exist out there, but you don't have to constantly be building towards the big universe. Just tell individual movie stories with these characters. And then if it works, hey, well, we might have some big disaster where we all get to come together. But for right now, just tell the individual things and and not have to worry about, well, if Batman's having so much trouble, why wouldn't Superman show up? I mean, that was part of the problem with the Christopher Nolan stuff. So look, if Gotham City has been, you know, taken over by Bane and there's a nuclear bomb and nobody can get in and out, well, Superman can get in and out in two seconds. The Flash could do it. Well, Christopher Nolan said, I don't want anybody else there because otherwise it solves the problem too much. We need this right. character to, to, to live on his own. Go back to that. Don't go back to the tone of the Nolan movies, but go back to just tell the individual story and be done with it. Yeah, and I mean that that worked. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean and what and really when Marvel's doing that kind of stuff, I mean, who's that for except just the fans? I mean, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is one big TV show, so yes, people are invested in it. But you have the Netflix shows, which Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Punisher. They, you know, 13 episodes in each of those seasons. Once, twice, they make a mention of, well, yeah, there was the incident. And, oh, there's that big green guy. But they're not constantly hanging on, what about Tony Stark, huh? Wink. Stop. Blanking. <laughs> yeah. No, they're they're telling their own stories and they and it exists in that world, but they're telling their own stories. And even though it would be really, really cool to say, well, in Avengers Affinity War, oh my god, Daredevil showed up. That's awesome. And it would be really, really cool. But who's that for the fans? That's it. It's not like it's some make-or-break thing for storytelling. It's just simply a wink and a nod. It's George Lucas sticking in the sand people during the pod race. Hey, look, it's a sand person. Yay! Was yep. there a point Like to I that? said, no. just because you can do a thing doesn't mean you should. <laughs> yeah. So just going around in circles over and over again, getting back to the same point of I'm all for serialized. We've been talking about that forever on this is, a, you know, doing serialized storytelling is – how TV has evolved to be the the better storytelling uh, environment now than what it used to be back in the let's just say this episode now next episode has nothing to do with the previous episode but I'm going back on that on this one they really should go there well again just 
as just a general movie goer, um, where this property is concerned and everything, uh, again, just have some faith in your stories and your characters and, you know, give me a good sense of who these people are and what their struggles are and give me a solid story. It's <laughs> all I want at the end of the day. Oh yeah. And Hey, Warner brothers, if you happen to be listening, I'm pretty sure you could afford to pay the settlement in the lawsuit. Paramount would have sued you. Just go to Henry Cavill and say, just shave the damn thing off. Just, sh- <laughs> just shave it off. And if Paramount sues us, we'll pay for it. Just shave it off. And My God, how much money did they spend to CGI his face in all those shots? And how fucking bad that looked. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. Come on, but we, got, first... we wouldn't have gotten nearly as many lipless smiles if they hadn't done that. <laughs> to have your first shot, not your first scene, your first shot of your major Justice League movie is of digitally altered Frankenstein face Henry Cavill <laughs> looking into a cell phone camera. Hi, welcome to the movie. <laughs> oh my God, it did. It looked like the Conan O'Brien face switch thing from back in the day. I'm like, oh God, no. <laughs> that was awful. Yeah, oh. not not the best choice. Not oh best god, and choice. it took away from the best Henry Cavill's been as this character, because <laughs> there were moments in here it was like, oh, there's Superman. If I can look past his lower jaw, that's <laughs> Superman. <laughs> just don't look directly at him. Just listen to what he has to say, kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! What well, else? Justice League before we move on uh, to our next big jazz, which is The Last Jedi. Um, All right. So there's people wanting a quote unquote Schneider cut or wanting to see what got removed and everything. Um, Are you one of the people who's, you know, curious? Do you think they should release more of that kind of footage? Do you think that they'll do kind of a more developed extended cut of this movie? This is going to be tough because I would bet you anything that all they did was finish the CGI on some of the stuff from Zack Snyder for the trailers. So the shots we saw in the trailers that weren't in this cut that were definitely in his cut. I think that's the only stuff that was finished. And there's a lot of stuff that's not. I think that they cannot let it go as long as the Richard Donner Superman two cut. They can't let it go 30 years. Yeah. But I think they're going to put this movie out on digital. And then in around Aquaman next December, that comes out before that comes out. I bet you they'll probably figure out some way to, well, we're going to, we're going to put out a a Blu-ray and we're going to have a a documentary that talks about how Whedon and Snyder work together and it's going to be wonderful. And then in probably another year or two, if Aquaman tanks, they're going to be like, eh, fuck it, just put it out. <laughs> and they're going to go, <laughs> and they're going to let Zack Snyder go in and rework the thing and, and whatever. But I think you're, you're going to have to get some time to heal it a little bit. Mm. So I think Snyder's going to probably eventually want to go do something else. And 
Whedon probably, if he's working on Batgirl, that's great. But I think some time has to pass before they will dive back into that uh, that pool and let him go back in. I think they want this movie to, for better or ill, they want this movie to exist as its own thing and not immediately get overshadowed like the Batman v Superman idiocy that where they just completely cut that damn thing down and then immediately, like a week later, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to put out an ultimate cut on DVD and Blu-ray. That's <laughs> yeah, there, an hour more and a half guys. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, what? Well, why didn't you just put that out in the first place, you idiots? <laughs> you can pay for it twice. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. So you think they'll probably just clean up some of the effects and put it out as is, essentially, um, when it comes out for think, home release? Yeah, I think they'll put it out as is. I don't think there will really be an extended cut. I just think there will just be a shit ton of deleted scenes and extended scenes. I think it's about the only way they will be able to handle it. And they'll probably make it to, well, you got to buy the physical Blu-ray to get all that. You're not going to get that on Apple and iTunes or whatever. You're going to have to shell out for the super duper deluxe blu-ray and 4k ultra hd blu-ray to see deleted scenes and there'll probably be three of them and there'll be a total of 45 seconds you sucker just pay for that now will the people who are saying this all have cgi removed mustache faces or oh gosh i certainly hope so <laughs> i'd like to see some cgi added mutton chops onto uh, onto the flash next <laughs> there you go <laughs> Old-timey <laughs> mutton chops onto the Flash. On the Abe Flash Link- I am. I'm very fast. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> An Abe Lincoln beard on Batman. <laughs> That'd be rad. <laughs> For no reason. He's just got a stovepipe hat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. I really wish we would have had the scene where uh, we had... An old Super Friends callback of my favorite clip of all time. Wonder Woman and Aquaman tied together, trying to get out, and Aquaman turns and says, my ability to speak to fish is of no use to us right now, Wonder Woman. (laughs) Hey, bring back the Wonder Twins and Gleek. Oh, God. (laughs) Turn into puddle. (laughs) Steppenwolf gets defeated because he slips. (laughs) <laughs> oh, and that post credit scene, I was so, so waiting for Lex Luthor's yacht with Deathstroke on it to just turn into the Darth Vader head coming out of the swamp. <laughs> just meanwhile, in Lex Luthor's murky yacht, here's Deathstroke. Yeah, he, he walks in, just a moment. <laughs> he comes out in green pants and a purple shirt. <laughs> Don't you think we should have a league of our own? <laughs> and Superman flies by, I'll get you, super fool. <laughs> Curse you, Superman. <laughs> you bothering super fool. <laughs> there, there you go. There's the blue <laughs> Justice. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Episodes can be downloaded on iTunes or at EnceladusLiterary.com. Opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and may not reflect those of Enceladus Literary. Okay, but... Ah!